Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. From UFOs to ghosts and government cover-ups, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Ben Bolin. And my name is Matt Frederick. And that's our super producer, Noel, over on the boards, which, uh, that was a nice bow, Noel. That makes this stuff they don't want you to know the audio show, right? That's correct. And today we are talking about human experimentation, something that we've covered already in our video series, but we thought we'd like to sit down and go over it a little bit more in depth. Yeah, because we've touched on this in a couple of different shows. We have a series just on human experimentation, as you said. We also touched a little bit on it in the deep web, because there's some real creepy stuff you can see um, about people claiming to conduct non-consensual human experiments, right? That's the best kind, right? <clears throat> yeah, that's the that's the main kind. Um, well, where better to start off than with an article by... Uh, Robert Lamb from Stuff to Blow Your Mind, uh, great show. For yeah, anybody. he does. He does write for the website How Stuff Works mm-hmm. and podcasts for us. And anytime uh, you think, man, I'd be interested in hearing a show kind of like Ben and Matt's, we'll go ahead and check out these folks. Uh, point being, Robert has a great article on human experimentation on our website, HowStuffWorks.com, and he had a great quotation here uh, that one of us should read. What do you think, Matt? Is yeah, yeah, I'll go for it. Okay. 
The issue of human experimentation generally comes down to a basic fact. When science deals directly with humans, you have to study humans eventually. It's that simple. Whether you're looking to heal ailments and injuries, build a safer automobile, or design a deadlier weapon, you may need to test human thresholds for disease, stress, and injury. Yeah, which uh, I thought was a really well-written way to say something that is the essentially the crux of the ethical dilemma that is human experimentation. Now, we know, of course, that human experimentation dates far back into the past. Uh, I always mispronounce this guy's name, the father of anatomy. Herophilus. Herophilus. So this guy, uh, the father of anatomy, being a fairly prestigious title. Uh, he also practiced vivisection, which is a fancy word for cutting people open while they're alive, kind of to see what happens. Yeah, that's um, that's the kind of thing you hear about with kids experimenting on cats mm-hmm. uh, that turn out to be serial killers. So good job, Herophilus. Yeah, like one of the uh, trifecta. This is a sideboard. But did you ever hear that? Oh, what was the theory that there are three warning signs that the psychologist made to figure out if someone was going to be a serial killer or an arsonist later in life? One of them was torturing animals. Another one was late stage bedwetting and then uh, really? arson. Yeah, apparently bedwetters and arsonists are part of a Venn diagram. It's weird. Sorry, different show. We'll get to that one. So for a long time, here's the problem with modern medicine. Um or I guess this wouldn't even count as modern. But here's the problem nonetheless. For quite a while, medicine depended upon the study of cadavers, and these were often from executed criminals. Yeah. And, well, he- here's the biggest problem with working on a cadaver. They're dead. Their body is completely different than a functioning human body. There are a lot of processes that occur uh, immediately upon death and that begin to occur. So the information that you're getting the data that you're getting from a corpse is not the same as what you would get from a living be- a body. Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, and because we are both being grown-ups, I will avoid making a lot of death fart jokes. Oh, God. Okay. That happens. I appreciate that. Okay. I think it still counts if I said it like that. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and this is a good point because the laws were a bit shaky. Uh, this was a case where we need cadavers to study even with their drawbacks because we can't cut people apart while they're mm-hmm. alive or we shouldn't be doing that. Uh, but the laws around procuring cadavers, especially in Western Europe, were pretty difficult, leading to something uh, called the Resurrection Men, which is a cool name for people who steal dead bodies. Or superheroes, uh, however you want to. Yeah, or superheroes. You know, it could be. It could be. It sounds, it's a super heroic name. Maybe some kind of, uh, I could see it as a, a Bible superhero that mm-hmm. some kind of contemporary Christian church puts on. Yeah, or like someone who, like people who just cannot die. Oh, excellent. Um, but that kind of messes up the stakes of the story. I apologize. No, no, anyway, these guys aren't, don't apologize. These guys aren't superheroes, really. They're cadaver thieves. And, uh, they interfered with the social fabric of their time so much that it led to the Anatomy Act of 1832, which was passed so that medical schools wouldn't have to rely on this illegal, this bootleg corpse industry uh, to uh, advance higher learning. So they also, um, well, it kind of, it kind of follows a trend where the people that were being used for this kind of experimentation were 
a lot of times criminals or mm-hmm. minorities of where, wherever place they were living, uh, disabled and a lot of times the poor. Right. Yeah. And here's where we get to a kind of scary point with human experimentation. These practices on the disenfranchised uh, continue into the modern age. And uh, as we see, they continue in some places today. Don't get us wrong. We are we are well aware that human experimentation is necessary. Um, and some of the research that would have been just considered an atrocity in modern times did lead to valuable data about the human condition, right? That's true. So, well, well, let's talk about something, Ben. Let's talk about when human experimentation is just downright wrong. Okay, no ifs, ands, or buts. It's just wrong. Okay. Uh, oh, well, uh, all right. Let's, uh, let's list these off. One, uh, when it's non-consensual. That makes sense. I, I don't want anybody doing anything to me that I don't want them to do, so. I can understand that. That's the whole golden rule thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, what about when the patients or the victims are uninformed? So they don't have a chance to disagree or to give consent. Interesting. Um, uh, so I'm just trying to understand the difference between non-consensual and not being informed. Non-consensual is no, don't cut me open. I'm alive. Uninformed is not being told that the, um, the food you're being given has an experimental radio, uh, radioactive tracing device okay. or something. Understood. Thank you, sir. So it's, it's kind of, it's a difference of degree. And then when there's no regard for patient safety, right? Yeah, of course. Or when the patients or victims can't refuse to participate at any point. So I'm not, uh, tell me, is there so an that's example? A little, yeah, that's great. That's a little bit different. So let's say we're, let's say you and I are in an experiment and, uh, Noel's conducting an experiment and he says, okay, guys, you're each going to get into this experiment where you stab yourselves in the hands. Okay. Every, every 10 minutes, you stab yourselves in the hands. Sounds good. Let's do it. For science or whatever. And, uh, then, you know, (laughs) let's say 11 minutes into it, we want to quit. Yeah. But he says no. And he's got the, you know, the science goons tying us down. And then he's got science goons. Well, it's hypothetical. Okay. (laughs) But, uh, but that's the idea. And then maybe, um, I don't know about this last one. The idea, uh, that human experimentation could be wrong when there are alternative avenues of research. That's a little bit ethically iffy for some people because those alternative avenues of research could most often be animals. Right. Okay. Okay. Which some people have a big problem with. So we, we do have substitutes for experimenting on another person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Animals are the go-to. Um, rabbits, our cows are used sometimes. Sure. Mice, rats, primates. Yep. Um, there are a lot of people that see that as equally as wrong. Yeah. It, it might not always be appropriate on a couple of levels. Even just on the ethical level might not be appropriate, but also on the, um, biological level, we might get the same data. Like one thing that always escapes people, I think, is when you hear a study about this much, you know, uh, aspartame or something, okay. uh, given to a rat induced cancer. Mm-hmm. Rats, not a person. Um, and the, the dosages might be different as well. So it, it, it's a substitute, but it's not, it's not ethical. It's only less unethical. I guess True. if you're saving human life. Um, but then there's the other one, which is my favorite. You know this one. Oh, yes. <laughs> the old self-experimentation. 
Just yes. turn that knife on yourself and let's see what happens, man. Let's take <laughs> that pill. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to get some data. Hopefully I'll still be around to write it down. Which is great. That's a great point. One of the big problems with the sort of roll the dice, devil may care approach to science that is self-experimentation is that it's difficult to wonder how you would retain objectivity. How, how can you measure the data when you are the observer and the observed? Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Absolutely. Man, I can imagine somebody thinking that it's going a lot better because of maybe the side effects of whatever testing he's he or she is doing on themselves. Yes. And speaking of testing, now let's run through some cases of human experimentation that is just out and out wrong. Uh, let me jump to, let's see, let's start off with the Guatemala syphilis experiments in the 40s. Uh, Dr. John Cutler of U.S. Public Health Service worked with the Guatemalan government to expose people to things like syphilis, gonorrhea, and a couple of other nasty characters 
primarily to see if penicillin could prevent the infection. Um, only 700 people were treated. Now, many of these people already had the disease or were just observed or denied treatment. Um, 83 did die. Some of these folks were prisoners, some were soldiers, and some, Matt, were mental patients. Yeah, talking about non-consent there. Jeez. Uh, then you've got the Tuskegee experiments. These are probably one of the most well-known uh, episodes of human experimentation. This is uh, in 1932 all the way to 1972. That's 40 mm-hmm. years where there were experiments with, I, it was an experiment overall, mm-hmm. but it was really just looking at the effects of syphilis. But the uh, it was black males that had syphilis already, and then there's mm-hmm. also a control group. And they essentially just wanted to see what would happen over the time with syphilis in these men. And they they didn't deny them treatment, did they? It was... Well, they didn't, uh, they, they didn't let them know that penicillin could treat syphilis. Yeah. And it so could, and it could watched. have. They could have saved their lives. Exactly. But they didn't. And, uh, this is interesting. I owe, uh, I owe an apology. We issued a correction about this because when we first talk about it, I say that the public health service infected these people. And in the CDC's website, it says they didn't. So we did issue a correction. But I had, uh, I had a couple of people on YouTube coming up and saying, no, I'm related to someone there. They were infected with syphilis by the government. I know. Is- well, that's one of those things. Do you? Trust the, the government source. A lot mm. of people don't. We, we kind of ride that fine line between wanting to take what, uh, what's said mm. and kind of use it in conjunction with other information. It, it's a tough spot for us to really know what the truth is. Yeah. Well, we, we do try to make sure that we can find it. It is, it is a good point, Matt. It can be difficult at times to discern where the truth is in in between varying accounts, you know. Uh, so with all due respect to everybody involved, I think the best thing that we can say is that we have conflicting reports, but the official story is that the people already had syphilis. Now we're building up to the um, probably the most well-known periods of modern human experimentation. Yeah, that's The bad true. side. Yeah, World War II, man, that's, that's where things, that's where it gets crazy, Ben. Yes, that's where it gets crazy. Concentration camp experiments. This is something that everybody probably knows about. I would be surprised if someone was a fan of our show and did not know that multiple scientists across various concentration camps like Dachau, uh, Sachsenhausen, Natzweiler, Buchenwald and more, Buchenwald and more, uh, were conducting just diabolical fiendish experiments on completely innocent people. Um, You're you're looking at everything from extreme temperatures, looking at hypothermia, um, pressure chambers. I mean, that's, that's some pretty crazy stuff trying to look at the human body and altitude and like how, what are the thresholds for the human body? Okay. Um, You're looking at diseases, infections, typhoid, malaria, yellow fever, um, even gases, mustard gas, uh, they, uh, now this case, we do know it is unambiguously true that the scientist in this case did deliberately affect people with diseases. Um, now, you know, one of the most infamous of these people is a fellow named, uh, Josef Mengele at Auschwitz. Uh, he, he was, the way that we have it here, um, is that he was torturing people under the guise of medicine. Um, but, 
as we look at some of his experiments, his science wasn't that great. No, he it's the confirmation bias thing, uh, trying to trying to prove his his ide- ideological beliefs right through Ooh. this experimentation about uh, races. I mean, it's really deeply seated in racism, is it not? Yeah, yeah, it's really deeply seated in his idea of proving that um, an Aryan master race was somehow superior to other people. So his founding principles were unsound, which made his science unsound. Uh, he had one thing we should mention. Uh, he had a number of obsessions. Probably the most well-known would be his obsession with twins. Um, do twins uh, experience each other's emotions? If something happens to a twin, will the other one be aware? Um, organ transplants he experimented with as well. Yeah. Apparently, there are a lot of grisly things that happened uh, to one twin and perhaps not to the other, and one mm-hmm. survived. That's really crazy stuff. Yeah. And just as an example to show uh, how off his science was, he would have experiments uh, where he had this concussion or head injury experiment where they just had this kid being hit over and over in the head with a hammer. Good God. Kind of well, to see what happens, which is such a strange question. You know, what happens when you just get hit in the head with a hammer? You know, yeah, let's find out just get, forever. I what happens? One kid and a hammer. Yeah. Uh. And this pales and, you know, we're not making light of this. If anything, we're indicting the guy for, um, Going so far with such bad science, um, this. But yeah, he wasn't the only one. He they, was not. The yeah. Germans were not the only people doing experimentations at the time. The um, Japan also had a little bout with human experimentation. That's of course Unit Seven Thirty One. That was headed by Shiro Ishii, and that was founded in 1932, and it was active from 1937 to 1945. And um, there again, lots of experiments with chemicals with biological agents, uh, again, stuff to poison, like exposing people to poisonous uh, substances and extreme temperatures again, more vivisection, and uh, even, you know, diseases like the bubonic plague. Now, they were top secret, right, at the time? Yeah, that was found out later. This is, this. Uh, these two cases are interesting because um, some of the members of Unit 731 had diplomatic immunity, at the close of the war, because the idea was that their experiments, um, as messed up as they were and how hor- as horrific as they were, their experiments did have some sort of scientific merit. And most importantly, they could never be repeated. Yeah, but that information was important, like you said. And what happened to it? Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. 
Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Funny story, funny story about what happened to it. We know what happened to uh, some of it. We know that a lot of it did end up in the United States and informed later epidemiological research on our end. Uh, we also know that a lot of it stayed classified. So what's your take on that? Using Using the information that came directly from the suffering of people. Well, uh, to be candid with you, uh, that is a great question. To be candid with you, I think that it's a, it's our responsibility as people to use that kind of information if there's a way to prevent further deaths. Okay. Um, what about you? I actually, I think we, I think it is a, our responsibility also to have that information because that's information that could be, uh, when you look at something with ex- the extreme temperatures, let's just take that as an example. All right. Imagine how that probably has informed, uh, things like, uh, clothing for extreme temperatures. Sure. Um, trauma. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, there, there are great things that will eventually come out of it as horrible as it is and hopefully will never happen again. That one time that it happened in the 1940s. 1930s, 1940s. That we know of. That we know of. We've gained a lot of information and it's terrible. It's horrible to think about it. But. Well, yeah, that's, and you know, that's a fair point. There's an ongoing debate today about whether the data provided by these experiments is useful or if so, to what degree. And there are people who will say that it wasn't useful at all. But as we found out, if we turn from that chapter of history and go a, just a little bit further into the future, um, we go to St. Louis. Oh, yeah. In old St. Louis in 1950s and 1960s, in the early days of the Cold War, the army arrived in St. Louis and began spraying zinc cadmium sulfide on children and families. Yay. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> these, these, uh, poor, unfortunate folks were, uh, 
from the Pruitt Ego Housing Project. So again, we see the pattern of yep. taking advantage of the disenfranchised or the poor um, to see how this would how this would work out. Um, do you want to talk about another? This is it feels weird saying that this is one of our favorites because it's such a grisly thing oh, to discuss. One? Yeah, yeah. Um, MK Ultra, you mean? Yes, sir. Well, that's this one. This one is <laughs> fascinating to me. Obviously, because there are, you can read some of the reports on the information from this, uh, the declassified information. Uh, so this, the MK Ultra is the CIA program where LSD was used to test essentially, essentially psychology. Yeah, uh, finger quotes around test there. <laughs> yeah, this is true. <sighs> but this is, uh, this is the infamous one that you've probably heard about. You may have heard of Project Artichoke. We did a whole series mm-hmm. on Artichoke, which was, I believe the predecessor of MK Ultra. Yeah, MK Ultra had a couple of predecessors and it had a couple of sub programs. The ideas were that some of the ideas were things like will LSD function as a truth serum or will LSD allow us to make a Manchurian candidate to compel somebody to do something that they would not usually do. But they just went nuts with it. They went nuts and bananas with it. They were dosing everybody and their mom. They were dosing, you know, they were getting prostitutes to pull guys over in like a honeypot trap and then dosing those guys. They were dosing each other. They were dosing yeah, as, their as coworkers. A, as a little joke. Hey, hey, hey I dosed you. Uh, mm-hmm. I know we're having this dinner party, but I dosed you. Ha <laughs> ha. Which, you know, quickly becomes more of a portrait of an agency out of control um, than any kind of rigorous human experimentation, although there was a sort of merit to what they were doing because they did learn valuable things. Um, but then I think they went out of control with it. And that is just, we're just scratching the surface. We're just touching on some of the more well-known human experimentation examples. Uh, there's psychological stuff uh, that could not be repeated today, like the Stanford prison experiment, mm-hmm. um, the or the Milgram experiment, I believe. Mm-hmm. And the Stanford prison one is where they took some students, they divided them into uh, prison guards and prisoners, right? Yep. And it quickly, it was found out that when you when you place someone in a position of power at the guards, they take on this other, um, just these qualities uh, yeah. that that hadn't been really observed before. How quickly that those qualities were. Taken in. Yeah, and to uh, such an extreme degree, uh, to the point of being abusive to the pseudo prisoners and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, what's, what's always startling to me about the psychological experiments, and I have a question for you about these later, but what's always startling to me is that it calls to mind, uh, how much the human mind is like water and it conforms to its container. And the containers would be the roles, uh, that society gives us or that we give ourselves. So there's, there's so many implications about this. You know, what kind of, what kind of container do you put somebody in socially if you want them to be successful? What do you do if you want them to fail? And how do we apply that knowledge? This is what I'm thinking about during the HR meetings, man. You guys can't see this, but Ben, Ben looks at me so intensely sometimes when he's saying these things. It's, it's incredible. You, you have to do it one day. You have to sit across from Ben. Uh, I would highly recommend it. Oh man, uh, that's that's weird, man. Maybe uh, maybe some people in the audience have already sat across from us in disguise, right? Oh, what? It's all part of our experiment. Uh, there were also <laughs> epidemiological experiments. This is one you told me about, Matt. 
Oh yeah, this is the um this is Operation Big Buzz. Wow. Uh okay, so this is where mosquito it was it was tested whether or not mosquitoes would be a good uh weapon if you weaponized mosquitoes by infecting them with yellow fever. And then you send out this massive swarm of mosquitoes on your enemies. Everybody gets yellow fever over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see if this works. So it was tested in Georgia, actually, in 1955. And um, I don't know. It it just seemed like a crazy idea to me. It sounds like an interesting idea. Yeah. It's, you know, (laughs) from a tactical perspective, it's it's smart warfare if it would work. Well, Um, it's interesting, Ben. It makes me think about the West Nile outbreak that happened mm -hmm. in a couple different places. And it was largely thought that mosquitoes were the carriers of the West Nile virus. Huh. Um, I don't know. It just makes me think. Oh, dude, did somebody send some West Nile mosquitoes over here, man? <laughs> well, if you think about it, it's, it, I mean, it makes sense that a country or a government would want to learn how to propagate things that way because that's how mosquitoes have already been doing it for, you know, thousands of years, millions of years, maybe. So, uh, it's, I, I think it's smart. I think it's ethically questionable. Sure. Um, we should probably, we should probably save some of the radiation experiments for another day, but just to just to make it clear, for instance, um, with radiation, these are things like exposing children who are orphans or disabled to uh, rods of radioactive material, maybe inserted in their nose or their septum. Uh, you know, just to see what happens, just for funsies. Uh, radiation poisoning is what happens. Radiation poisoning is what happens. Uh, you can read a fairly comprehensive history of some of these experiments online if you, especially if you do radiation experiments, United States Cold War. Yeah. You'll find some, you'll find some amazing stuff. But we are going to wrap up by pointing out a place where this kind of experimentation is still going on today. Isn't that right, Matt? Yes, Ben. We have to head over to the old DPRK in North Korea, and we've got some crazy information. There are defectors that say this is still going on in prison camps. Yes, uh, one of those defectors being a guy named Dr. Kim, one of the three research scientists working with the uh, blessing of the leadership and the Workers' Party, which kind of runs the country. Uh, he testified that he had developed a chemical weapon that uh, was cyanide mixed with another compound and experimented with it on on people who were caught in a place called Camp 22, which is a notorious prison camp. Uh, future historians are going to be baffled and probably sickened by the concentration camp situation in North Korea. Geopolitically, uh, it's such that no other country is rushing in to help these people. But for a long time, these rumors of human testing were just that, rumors. But now a scientist who defected from there is saying um, that that it is all true, and his stories are backed up with facts uh, as confirmed by intelligence agencies. And it's especially important to know that Camp 22 is just one of tons. I don't know how many exactly there are. It's it's secret, but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of them. And we're going to do an episode on North Korea, too. So stay tuned for that one. But when we get to the question of what else could be going on right now? uh, Well, we can't really know. Nope. 
There's a, there's a culture of secrecy that makes it difficult to know for sure until after the fact. But we do, we do know that human experimentation continues, hopefully in a more ethical way, um, in pretty much every, every region of the world. The United States has DARPA. You know, we have, uh, other experiments, uh, or other experimentation centers in Russia and China and Japan, across the world. People are experimenting on human beings, hopefully, in a more ethical way, uh, Matt, I have to ask you about the future. All right, I'm ready. So, do you think that technology could ever reach a point where human experimentation is unnecessary? Absolutely. Okay, how? Well, I think it will be a combination of computer models of the human body and how one functions and something to do with possibly creating a human that isn't necessarily a human. So a body that isn't necessarily considered a human. Perhaps it doesn't have a brain. Perhaps it doesn't. It only has a central nervous system that can be tested. Now, here's my question to you, Ben. Okay. If we could make that kind of being a, a corpse body that's alive, would you be okay with testing on it? Um, you know, I would probably be more comfortable with it if it were made, uh, piecemeal. If there were, you know, it'd be much less ethically difficult, I think, to conduct experiments on a human heart by itself or a foot or a toe or an eye. I know that's grisly, but the idea, the idea of making a whole body and just taking away the brain, I don't know if that but, you know, makes it, any better. It makes me question my own idea because if it doesn't have a brain, how do we know how the signals are being interpreted? Yeah. And that's usually the most important thing. Like, what what are the effects on the human? And the way you find that out is through the brain. Well, what about then a virtual uh, simulation of a human being with such fidelity that you could you you could treat it exactly like a virtual model, so you wouldn't have the hands-on experience, but would you would know the effects of different things. Hey, you just have to be able to code those effects. Right. Which, yeah. Which means you might have to have a f- person to begin with. Yeah. I don't know, man. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so we're going to leave it up to you guys. Uh, we know that we ran a little bit long on this, but I like this, uh, episode, Matt, because we went from hidden history, one of our favorite things to the precipice of the future, right? That's right. And beyond and beyond. Uh, and speaking of beyond, we are going to head out and go beyond the studio here. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you are enjoying our new show. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, give us some ideas for upcoming topics. Let us know some of your perspectives on human experimentation or, you know, just say what's up. Give me a shout out. Yeah. If you want to talk to us, head on over to Facebook. We are conspiracy stuff. You can also find us on Twitter. We are at conspiracy stuff. You can go to our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash conspiracy stuff or testtube.com. Again, uh, I think that one you have to go just find stuff they don't want you to know on test tube. Yeah, so many, so many different dot coms and internets. <laughs> we're on Google Plus. <laughs> yeah, we're apparently on Google Plus. We should probably get a Tumblr. Um, we're gonna start vining. It's gonna be crazy. Oh man. man, yeah. Let's just always do vine videos. Uh, you can also email us directly. We are conspiracy at discovery dot com. For more on this topic and other unexplained phenomena, visit testtube.com slash conspiracy stuff. You can also get in touch on Twitter at the handle at conspiracy stuff.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality potency and consistency scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality visit lazarusnaturals.com today lazarus naturals committed to improving your life as well as the world around you not available in idaho iowa or south dakota 